Fight Podcast, hosted by Sergio Vicente. The Fight Podcast is brought to you by Sage Eats. Sage Eats is a Chicago-based healthy meal prep and fitness mentoring company. They deliver healthy, organic, custom meals directly to your home or office. For those of you not in Chicago, Sage Eats also offers online fitness mentoring where your personal fitness mentor will send you four weeks worth of workouts that are customized to your body and your goals. Your mentor is available seven days a week to answer questions and offer support. Sign up for Sage Eats at W www.sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 20% off your first three months. Now here's your host of the FIGHT podcast, Sergio Vicente. Hello, 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 and welcome to episode 77 of the FIGHT podcast. I am your host, Serge Vicente, and we have a pretty special episode today. Today is actually a breaking news episode. This is something that I have not done in the past, but the news was so big, I made a point to rush over here as quickly as I could so I can make sure and actually let you guys know about that. So before I get into the news, remember to uh, the Fight Podcast is brought to you each week by Sage Eats. Sage Eats offers healthy meal prep and fitness mentoring. Sign up for Sage Eats at sageeatschicago.com apply promo code fight for 15% off your first three months remember to follow the fight podcast on all social media platforms at the fight podcast and follow me at Serge Vicente support us by checking out the website thefightpodcast.com subscribe listen rate and share we are currently on iTunes SoundCloud Google Play Spotify Stitcher and everywhere your podcasts live all right, good people. What it do? It is Saturday here in Chicago. It is a balmy 20 degrees outside. We're loving it. Feels like springtime. And uh, today, man, it started off like most Saturdays. I'm getting up, taking the dog out, um, having my breakfast. Today, I actually was at one of my best friend's baby showers. Nothing says I am becoming a grown man and I am washed more than cold to a baby shower but salute to my brother db for uh for having me going there and i'm really really happy for them but while i was at the baby shower i'm sitting here laying back um having a good time playing all the uh the baby games and all of a sudden i had an alert pop up on my phone sure enough out of nowhere ufc 234 is in peril robert whitaker the champion, the um, the 185-pound middleweight champ, has pulled out of the main event this week. Um, it says he has a sports hernia, and this is actually the official statement released by the UFC. Due to severe abdominal injury um, requiring emergency surgery, UFC middleweight champion Robert Whitaker has been forced to withdraw from his UFC 234 main event against Kelvin Gastelum. The new main event, which airs live on pay-per-view, will be a three-round middleweight bout between Anderson Silva and Israel Adesanya, making his debut in Australia. Former longtime middleweight champion Silva will attempt to move one step closer to regaining his crown when he 
tackles dynamic striker Adesanya, the UFC's breakout star of 2018, in a bout with title implications. Elevated to the co-main event is the light heavyweight matchup between Albuquerque, Albuquerque action hero Lando Venata and surgeon Brazilian Marcos Mariano. Due to the change in event, customers may request a full refund of their purchased tickets at point of sale okay so check this out and one more thing i want to say as well and this actually um ariel hawani broke this um a little earlier today and actually you know what this is originally coming from brett akamoto um who is also a um one of the main ESPN MMA guys. And this is actually we had to say in the lead up um, when this news actually originally broke. UFC 234 are just hours away from Rod Laver Arena. And I just got off the phone with UFC President Dana White, who tells me Robert Whitaker, the Australian champion who fights out of Sydney, taking on Kelvin Gastelum, is out of his main event due to a hernia in his abdomen. Late last night, around midnight, he started to complain about pain in his abdomen. He was taken to the hospital and diagnosed with a hernia. I'm told it was not any weight-cutting-related issue, anything like that. Um, Just a very unfortunate hernia issue, which may even require a procedure now to address this medical issue. Luckily, the UFC does have a great co-main event. We've been talking about it all week. It's Anderson Silva versus Israel Adesanya. That fight has actually overshadowed the main event at times this week, but of course, it's a massive blow to Robert Whitaker. He was supposed to defend his title last year in Australia, wasn't able to do so because of injury. History has repeated itself as he is out of UFC 234 just hours before the event was scheduled. All right, so that was Breck Akimoto, and um, that is a hit. And first and foremost, um, all jokes aside, we have to go ahead and again, my prayers and thoughts go out to the um, UFC middleweight champion, Robert Whitaker. This absolutely is uh, is a blow to the card. This is 100% a blow to Robert Whitaker's legacy, in my opinion. And a lot of people want to go ahead and... I've heard a lot of outcry and a lot of people saying, oh, we'll get this going. I feel awful for Kelvin Gastelum. Um, But this is what I really started thinking about when this happened. After the first Yoel Romero fight with Robert Whitaker had, he was out for a full year because of a knee injury. A year ago, he was supposed to again compete for his title in Sydney, his hometown. Because of injury, he was forced to pull out of that one. Fortunately, here in Chicago, we got the main event with him and Yoel Romero. But after that fight, he was out again for another year. Which brings the question, realistically, is this man built to be middleweight champion? Do we need to go ahead and actually have an interim title? And is Robert Whitaker somebody who we can actually say now, is he injury prone? I think the question is pretty simple. The answer is pretty simple. 100% my man's injury prone. And look, and this is actually pretty cool. Um, Today, during the Ariel Hawani MMA show that is currently going on, I actually called in. Yeah, I was one of those guys. I went ahead and called in. I spoke to Ariel Hawani for a little bit myself. And I asked Ariel Hawani, the man, in my opinion, he is the best um, guy um, in terms of um, the best MMA journalist out there. And um, when I asked him about it, Ariel himself said, look, he thinks that 
One, he says he doesn't feel right talking about stripping a champion or an interim belt until we find out what happens with Whitaker and actually what happens with his surgery, right? So again, yes, he is currently in surgery right now. I know, I don't believe I said that earlier, but he's in surgery. Hopefully everything goes well with that. So he said, Ariel said, look, I don't feel comfortable, you know, saying if he should be stripped or not. Only time will tell. But one thing that Ariel said to me that I found was really interesting. Ariel said, look, what's more disturbing is what actually happens with the co-main event yes they're elevated to the the um the champion the 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 headlining bout but it was supposed to be a tournament of sorts the winner of that fight was this was a number one contender fight right so ariel asked he's like what's going to happen with those guys are they just waiting what happens to them? What should happen to them? And um, and then I also asked Ariel, does he believe with a huge win today, does Ariel, not Ariel, does Israel Adesanya have the ability to overtake and surpass Conor McGregor um, if he does win? Is he set up for that? And um, Ariel says he doesn't believe so. He says he doesn't believe so. Um, only time we tell he is too close into his career. Um, First and foremost, Ariel Hawani, thank you so much for uh, for speaking to me for a moment. And um, I will make a point to go ahead and be that weirdo that calls up his show pretty consistently because, look, you guys deserve to get the news directly from the horse's mouth. And honestly, if I have an opportunity to call up and talk to the best of the best, I'm going to do that to make sure that you guys listening to the fight podcast will get all the breaking news as quickly as possible. So um, again, thank you to Ariel Hawani and my man's did tell me to keep up the good work with the podcast. So, you know, a little humble brag right there, but uh, going back into this um, and talking about this, this main event, I disagree with Ariel in terms of Robert Whitaker. He should, he should be stripped. He should be stripped of this title. And at first I was thinking, yes, let's go ahead and actually do an interim belt. He has not fought since last July. If he just had surgery, it is going to be at minimum eight weeks before anything happens. And then we have to think about another eight weeks for a camp. So almost a full year and this division is going to just sit and wait. Look at what's happening with lightweight right now. We got ass hats like uh, Donald Cerrone, which again, I'm just talking trash. I love Donald Cerrone, but they're trying to have him and Connor now fight for an interim belt. Why will we fight for an interim belt when we know when Khabib is going to come back? That's an issue. But for something like this. Somebody who literally has only fought twice in two years. We're not even going to have the discussion of taking him out. Look, man, Robert Whitaker is great. I've spoken on this show until I'm blue in the face and how quality of a champion he is. Look, I've never been a huge fan of his skill set, but you can never discount the man's toughness. And if he had to pull out, look, there legitimately had to be a big reason for that happening. But does it really matter? I don't think it does. Champions have been stripped for less. Intern champs have definitely been stripped for less. Tony Ferguson 
Tony Ferguson is on some ridiculous 12 to 13 fight winning streak. He was already. He beat Kevin Lee for the interim title belt. He was about to fight um, Khabib for the belt. While at a UFC event, he tripped over a cord while doing press for them. Tore his knee. And they stripped him of his belt. That was a legitimate injury. And again, he was back within a few months. But he was still stripped. Kobe Covington. Kobe Covington beat Rafael Dos Anjos. He achieved, he achieved and earned. As much as I don't like Kobe Covington as a personality, I guess. He earned a title shot against Tyron Woodley. That is the fight that as fans, we deserved. We deserved to watch that fight. But because Uncle Dana got pissed off, they were going back and forth in the media. What happened? Kobe was stripped of his belt. So I say all of this to say, Robert Whitaker has not shown me enough and he's continually holding up the division. Yo, I'm sorry. You got to go. You have to. We have Kelvin Gastelum who has worked his life for this opportunity and now you're telling me he's going to have to wait for at least six more months to fight and he already has waited six months for this fight. So now we're stopping somebody in the prime of his career to achieving his goals for this guy who's not even a draw. He's a draw only in Australia. And each time they have set him up to be the headlining bout in Australia, he is pulled out because of injury. Why is he still there? Why are we having this discussion? Directly after that, Dana White should have went up there and been like, look. It's sad to see what happened with dude. We're bumping up the main, the co-main event. That's going to be a headlining bout. They're still fighting for the number one contender spot. And the winner of that fight will fight Kelvin Gastelum for the legitimate champion in X amount of time. To, to me, that's legit what should have happened. But of course, I think everyone's sitting there waiting and rightly so, Right. They're all going to sit back and chill and they're going to go ahead and wait to see actually what is going on with um, with Robert Whitaker. I could be tripping. I can be completely talking on my butt. And he can be back in two weeks time. Next month, we can set this going and it's all good. But man, this is supposed to be the first pay-per-view in the ESPN era era, the ESPN era. This is the first pay-per-view event. The UFC did not do their due diligence in not only, and this is something that they always do. They always, when a championship fight comes up, they always have somebody that's locked and loaded, ready in the wings. My man's is usually on deck. They have somebody on deck who is waiting just in case something like this happens. UFC, where, where was that at? Now, I understand we couldn't elevate the people from the Coleman event because that is the people's main event. We all wanted to see that. But we still should have had a fight. Now, maybe they did offer a fight. Maybe they did. 
And I have to look at what Kelvin Gastelum has done, right? You got to look at Kelvin. You got to think about it realistically. Should Kelvin Gastelum on three hours notice take a fight against an Israel Adesanya? An up and coming just shark in that division. Should he do that? What, what this actually brings to mind, it actually brings to mind um, when Max Holloway got injured and Brian Ortega waited. And people killed Brian Ortega for waiting um, for his title shot. I didn't. I, I understood it. And I also understood that Max Holloway is a guy that actually is an injury prone. He had a couple issues, you know, for with, with a couple months span where he had some weight cutting things. A couple of different things have happened. But that is something that is not a common thread in his career. Over the last three years, this has been a common thread for Robert Whittaker. That's why I don't have faith in him. But I digress. I got to go ahead and jump back to Kelvin. Kelvin Gastelum has beat everybody um, leading up to it. He's beaten Jacare. He's beaten, he's beaten um, uh, the, the best of the best. Uh Jacare, Vitor, um, Michael Bisbing, he's earned his shot. And anybody else that he would have to fight is a completely different style matchup. So for him, it's smart business not to go ahead and actually fight anybody. I'm with you. I get it. Um, as a businessman, I completely and totally understand. As a fan of Robert of uh, Kelvin Gastelum, I also understand and I respect the decision that he and his team made not to compete against anybody. From all reports, and actually Ariel Hawani also said um, on the show, and um, actually in, in terms of my question, um, he has, he said that, yes, Robert Whitaker is getting, not Robert Whitaker, uh, Kelvin Gastelum made weight, he's getting paid. Thank goodness. I'm glad he's getting paid and that's what matters. So as long as he's getting paid, um, unfortunately, it sucks for him. He's not going to go ahead and get the title, at least not today. So um, and the card itself takes a total hit. Nobody gives a damn about anybody but the main event, the co-main event. Look, I like Lando Venata. Lando Venata is an exciting tough fighter his first fight in the ufc he gave tony ferguson who is in my opinion still the interim champion at a buck 55 he gave him everything he can handle lando is a dog i love it it's a great fight it should be a good fight but i'm gonna be honest with you unless you're a hardcore fan you have no clue who that dude is I would venture to believe that the pay-per-view numbers for this fight are going to be shitty. I totally see it being garbage. But we again, we will see. We will see what happens. Um I'm going to go let's go ahead and talk about the Coleman event really quick. Now, Israel Adesanya and Anderson Silva are the main event of the fight uh, of the card. Is there a different psyche is a different mentality knowing that they actually are the ones that have to carry the card it's honestly i think they already felt as if they were the main event so i don't see anything like that changing now the pressure that comes with that in terms of do i still get attached there there's so much of an unknown now 
They have no idea what's happening. They just know we have to go out here and perform because now everybody just wants to see us. Derek Brunson was on earlier, and Derek Brunson is somebody who actually, again, number eight ranked um, middleweight in the world in the UFC. He has he's the only man to actually competed against Anderson Silva and Israel Adesanya. He competed against Anderson February of 2017. And um, as we all remember, in November, I believe it was this past November 13th, he actually competed against Stylebender and Stylebender beat the brakes off of my dude. And here's the thing. He beat the brakes off of him. And Derek Brunson is a beast. Again, he's been in there with the best of the best. He's been in there with Yoel Romero. He has beaten Leota Machida, in my humble opinion. He put those paws on Anderson Silva and won. So they asked him in Ariel Hawani again. He went back and asked him. He was like, what do you think is going to happen in this fight that is now elevated to the main event? And I think he was trying to be a little bit diplomatic with his response, right? And he said that he does believe that Israel is going to win. Um, he said he's going to win um, because he's a little bit quicker. He's a little bit quicker, but he might be overzealous to try to sell the show and he might get clipped a couple times, but he thoroughly believes that Israel will win, right? I do not see that happening. And the reason I don't see that happening, because look, after our last episode where I went ahead and actually broke this fight card down, I did a little bit more research on Israel. A lot of people, for instance, um, on ESPN, we had um, Gilbert Melendez goes out there and, and he believes that Anderson can get on the inside and he has crisp and clean boxing. I don't give a damn about Anderson's boxing. And this is why I say this. Anderson Silva has, count this, zero professional boxing matches. Israel Adesanya is six and one. In professional boxing matches. He has also fought one of the top 15 heavyweights in the world and actually defeated him. I'm going to say that one more time. He competed against one of the top 15 professional heavyweight boxers in the world. And defeated that man. So you mean to tell me that somebody with hands like that is going to be beaten on the inside by an old Anderson Silva. And this is something else that I want to bring up. Um, think about this. And don't get it twisted. Yo, Anderson is a dog. Anderson is one of the greatest, if not the greatest of all time. He could surprise all of us. He can surprise me. But I also bring this up. He was suspended for two years because of PEDs. Comes back, gets hurt. He's off for another two years. He is 43 years old now. He's only, he's one in five, one, five and one in his last seven fights. A big part of this game is activity. You don't get better if you're actually not competing. Israel Adesanya, this is his fifth fight in less than a year in the promotion. Kickboxers, um, this is, for kickboxing, this is very 
normal. That's normal hat for kickboxers and stuff like that. MMA and boxing, this is unheard of. The most you will see most guys fighting is three. Beginning of the year, mid-year, end of the year. His first fight with the UFC was in February. And this is his fifth fight in less than a year's time. I totally expect him to win this match. And not only do I totally expect him to win, I expect him to win in style. Um, these other question that I asked Ariel Hawani when I had him on the phone was, yo, who do you think and who do you honestly believe if Stylebender goes out here and actually wins and wins in impressive fashion, does he have the potential to be a bigger star or just a big of a star as Conor McGregor? Ariel says he doesn't believe so he doesn't know. And I'm going to be honest with you. I agree with him. I think he's going to be a big star. I think he is going to be somebody that could absolutely be the face of the organization. He can 100%. He can be the face of it. But here's the thing, and I'm going to be honest with you. You can look at me crazy all you want. Okay, this is the best way I could put it. The Irish fans travel. They travel. They've traveled for all combat sports. Do the New Zealand fans travel the same way in the same capacity? Here's another thing. The casual fan needs to feel something with that. They need to be able to relate to somebody. For instance, Israel Adesanya says he used to look up to Anderson Silva because that's the first time he looked at a skinny black dude. Yo, if that skinny black dude can mess all these dudes up, I'm a skinny black dude. I can mess people up too. And you know why I can relate with what Israel said? Because that's why I fell in love with Anderson Silva. Yo, I'm a skinny black and Puerto Rican dude. Heck yeah, I, I see Anderson. I see myself in that. So when we talk about the casual fans, the casual fans of combat sports, a lot of times, especially when we talk about mainstream media, a lot of them tend to be white Americans, right? Just globally. There's more of them, but whatever, especially here. Are they going to push him the same way? And I am concerned about that because I have not seen the UFC push a black athlete the exact same way that they have pushed Ronda Rousey, Conor McGregor, Brock Lesnar. They haven't. And I'm going off of based off of patterns. When John Jones was in his prime without being a complete dingbat they didn't push him that way he wasn't as big as Ronda ever Daniel Cormier Olympian champ champ one of the greatest personalities that you have in this sport I don't see him everywhere Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson in my opinion the pound for pound best fighter in the world I don't give a damn about Henry Sudo's fight the best pound-for-pound fighter in the world. The UFC did everything in their power to get rid of them. They even traded him. Get rid of this dude. He's out. And the last one I'm going to bring up is the 170-pound champ and 
honestly, possibly the greatest 170-pound champion ever, Tyron Woodley. We all know how much they dislike Tyron. So, Israel's different, yes. He's from New Zealand. He has a little bit of that, that vibe over there. But do I believe that the UFC is actually going to push him in the same manner that they've actually pushed the Connors and everybody else? Man, nah. I don't see him happening. But I do see him being a huge star in the sport. Maybe not to that level, but he can definitely surpass like the John Joneses and um, and more. So we will see what that happens, man. Um, this tonight is going to be UFC 234 on pay-per-view. Look, man, the numbers are going to be hurt. All of us that don't want to get to watch the fights as soon as they first start. I don't know what's going to happen. And look, this puts pressure on everybody who's also on that card. Yo, you have to deliver. Because now all the eyes and ears that are actually there were watching you. We're trying to see what's actually going to happen. And this is an opportunity for everybody to become an even bigger star. And that's why I think Israel Adesanya after tonight is going to be one of the top three biggest stars in the UFC in all of MMA. Because I thoroughly believe that he's going to go out there and give Anderson the send off that he deserves. And that is a one-sided ass whooping. You send off those legends the way that they deserve. They don't deserve for you to sit there and try to show them the respect and play with them and, and not pull the trigger. No, 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 no. You do to them what they've done to everybody their entire career. You whoop that ass. What I, oh, 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 oh. There you go. My bad. I don't know what happened with that. But that is why I totally expect for Israel to go ahead and win, not only win this fight, but win in style. Um, all in all, man, um, I look forward to hear about this fight. I look forward to watching the card. Um, my thoughts and prayers go out to uh, Robert Whitaker. I hope for the best for him and his health. Um Kelvin Gastelum, I hope that he does get his opportunity in the near future. And um, everybody else is going to be great, man. So uh, let's pay attention to it. I will be back here um, very soon, and I will be breaking down uh, UFC 234. We have a great interview also this week that I will be posting later on today. We have the number eight ranked Glory kickboxing welterweight of the world we have troy trouble jones in my opinion he is one of the best if not best american welterweight out there he's on our show we had a great conversation with him um and also brandon camille is back we had some issues with um with the the recording process but we're gonna try to get that episode um up to you guys as quickly as possible because it is such an incredible episode um me and brandon were going back and forth it's a great conversation and i cannot wait to get you guys that um but all in all look 
This is Serge um, from the Fight Podcast. Uh, This is a special breaking episode. And um, I will see you next time right here on the Fight Cast, the Fight Podcast. Remember, the Fight Podcast is brought to you by Sage Eats. Sage Eats offers healthy meal prep and fitness mentoring. Sign up for Sage Eats at sageeatschicago.com. You will receive 15% off once you put the promo code FIGHT. Remember to follow the Fight Podcast on all social media platforms at the Fight Podcast. Show your boy some love at Serge Vicente. Um, and all in all, yo. Listen, share, rate, let everybody know the Fight Podcast is on all podcasting platforms. Um, Yo, this is Serge. I will see you next time. Salute to all you guys. Peace out. <laughs>